1: In many ways, I'm like a lot of you. I'm looking at this coming year full of hope and possibility, but there are still some unchecked boxes to live the exact life I want. So how do we get there together? Well, that's where today's guest comes in. This is a woman whose life work is to make your life better, lighter, and to help you and me make space. If you don't know Mel Robbins, your mind and soul are in for a treat. She spent decades helping other people get what they want in life, Mel's a best-selling author whose work has been translated into 41 languages. Let that sink in for just a second. 41 languages all over the world. She runs a female-led media company, and the Mel Robbins podcast is not to be missed. She's also a motivational speaker with one of the most watched TEDx talks in the world. I'm talking 29 million views. Mel knows a thing or two about how to get unstuck, And her five-second rule—it is a game changer. She's the real deal, guys. So buckle up and let's get this new year started, baby. I'm Hoda Kotb, and welcome to season three of my podcast, Making Space. Here, yay! Hey, girl! It's so oh good to see you. So I'm good excited. to see you. Come sit. Come sit. All I'm right. taking this. Yeah. I have to say, I'm very excited to be talking to you today. You are like a motivational pill. Like I want to swallow it. <laughs> did motivational speaking kind of just come through you quickly? How did that come to be? Oh, um, no! It was a huge accident. I believe
2: my story is one that is. Evidence that something greater is at work Mm. because all of my success in the personal development space came from personal crisis. I Mm -hmm. always joke that I am a life tested expert (laughs) because everything that I share requires me to first screw up my own life. And, you know, I invented this thing called the five second rule out of desperation Mm -hmm. to help me get out of bed when I had crushing anxiety and we were 800 grand in debt with three kids under the age of 10. And I was unemployed and I shared it on a stage. In 2011, it was the first speech I had ever given in my entire life on a stage. And the reason why I got invited to give that speech is because a friend of a friend was curating the first ever TEDx conference. Ugh. I didn't even know what TEDx was. Yeah, like, I just got this? an email, Hoda, from a friend who said, hey, they need somebody to talk about career change at this thing in San Francisco. They're offering two tickets in a hotel room. We had liens on our house. I'm like, free vacation. I'm in. <sighs> So if you've ever seen my TEDx talk. I saw it. That's a 21 minute long panic attack, Hoda. Are you kidding? No. No, I was so, I didn't mean to share the five second rule. I forgot how to end the speech.
1: And you just threw it in at the end. And I threw it in at the end. So we're going to unpack everything. Yeah, And I'm just imagining it's like after the first of the year and people are thinking about changing their life, but people feel stuck. So I know I've felt stuck many, many times. And some people say, well, this is just me. This is like the space that I'm in right now. I can't get out. I'm trapped. But you believe like change can happen. It just has to be like a deliberate kind of action.
2: Yes. Any human being can change. Yeah. Period. And stuck does not mean you have stopped. Oh, Stuck is a signal. Yeah. Stuck is a signal wired into your soul and your DNA. And that signal is trying to tell you something very simple. Mm. It's trying to tell you, Hoda, that you have stopped growing. That's it. That's all that stuck means. You as a human being are designed to grow and change and evolve through your whole life. Yeah. And your body is wired with all of this intelligence. So if you need water... What is the signal your body gives Mm -hmm. you? Yeah, you're thirsty. Right. If you need food, hunger, Mm -hmm. if you need sleep, what do you feel?
1: Mm -hmm. If you need growth,
2: what do you feel? Trapped, stuck. Yeah, exactly. And so we think stuck means a huge existential crisis, Mm -hmm. and that's why we become paralyzed. When I tell people the fastest way to get unstuck is to sign up for a class or to volunteer, to pursue a hobby. How does that work? Like, how does that unstick you? What it does is it gets you out of the trap of thinking about being stuck. And it puts you in motion. Mm -hmm. You're not going to fix anything by thinking about it. You actually solve problems and change your life by taking action. And Mm -hmm. most of us are stuck in our thoughts Mm -hmm. instead of pushing ourselves forward to take action.
1: When you make a decision, are you a gut person are you a pro-con? Let me write it down and I'm going to write my pros and cons. Or are you kind of spirit-driven? Let me just see what this feels like from a from a much higher place than where we are. So if I have to make a really
2: important yeah. decision, the way that I read my gut is this way. So I think about the decision I'm going to make, decision uh-huh. A, decision B. If the decision feels expansive, yeah. doesn't mean I want to do it. Doesn't mean it's easy. If it feels energizing, like I might grow, like I know that that's kind of this yeah. thing that's probably the thing that, and, yeah. and like there's something inside you that opens your heart a little, yeah. it's a yes. It's a yes. If I start to feel depleted, mm. if I start to feel like I'm shrinking, mm-hmm. if I feel the energy shift, it is an absolute no. And mm. see, the thing that I have learned over and over and over again is that everybody's gut is correct. Hmm. people's issue, Hoda, is they don't listen to it. Hmm. So you think everyone's gut is correct? I do. I do. I Because ask anybody that has been in a string of terrible relationships. Yeah. And what you ask them is, when did you know that this was not the right relationship yeah. with you? And they knew months, years, and before they ever ended it. They knew in their gut that it wasn't right, mm-hmm. but they stayed trapped in their head trapped instead of in. taking action. And, you know, I'll give you another example. How many times have people walked into a job day after day after day feeling depleted, knowing in their gut yeah. that they were stuck, and they think about it, but they don't take the actions right. that
1: actually change it? Okay, so what you let's say, because I bet you there are people going, I'm stuck in my job. I've been clocking in every day. Mm-hmm. I want to change something. Like, what? what is the action step you take? Well, First mm-hmm. step is actually paying attention yep. that
2: you do want to change it. And yep. being miserable is the perfect reason to change something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if you don't know what you want, all you need to know to change Hoda is I don't want this. Yeah, I don't want this. Take one action because it gets you out of the trap of yeah. thinking, should I do it? Should I not do it? But my resume, but
1: this, but I need the bills, but I don't have this. But, 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 yeah. but, but. Baloney. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? So does it have to be, because a lot of people are looking for a purpose, like, I'm working this job on the assembly line, but I know this is not my purpose. Mm -hmm. So you think that your purpose is a big lofty thing. So you don't want to leave that thing for something that isn't what you believe your calling is. So let me talk about passion
2: and purpose Mm -hmm. because people collapse these two. Yeah. So passion is another word for energy. Okay. That's all that it is. If you think about the things that you're passionate about, you're passionate about them because they make you feel energized. Yeah, Yeah. That's it. So passion is for you passion and the way to bring more passion into your life is to just force yourself to do things that make you feel energized. That could be exercising. It could be prioritizing time mm-hmm. with friends or with your kids. It could be gardening. It could be a new mm-hmm. hobby. All those things that you know energize you when you force yourself mm-hmm. to do them, that's how you live a more passionate life. So passion's, passion's for Passion's that, okay. Purpose is what you give to the world. And I think everybody's purpose is exactly the same. Which is? To share your authentic self, Mm. to share your story, Mm. to share your love with other people. Mm. And we are so trapped in our self-doubt, in Mm -hmm. our thoughts that beat us down, Mm -hmm. that we are not fulfilling our purpose because we are not allowing ourselves to show up as who we truly are.
1: All of us come with heavy baggage Mm -hmm. um, that we carry. You carried a lot. I was just reading about your, just your, your backstory. And it was so painful even to read it. You Mm -hmm. spent, I don't know, Mm -hmm. how much of your life were you pretending? Well,
2: I didn't even remember. And, 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 you know, it sounds like an odd thing to say, but on the span of what can happen to people, what happened to me is very mild Yeah, because it was a one-time incident with an older kid during a sleepover. Okay, It was not a relative over a sustained Uh. period of time. However, trauma, which is just an experience Uh. that, you store in your body, trauma can stay with you for a lifetime. And something that is traumatizing to me might not actually trigger or traumatize somebody else. And so I didn't even remember this until I was 27. But what happened is when you're a kid, and I recently uh, heard this from somebody that we had on the podcast Mm -hmm. who was saying, as an adult, you are still living in the body that you had as a child.
1: Mm.
2: And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Like, I was like three feet tall back Mm -hmm. then. What are you talking about? And she said, well, you have the nervous system. Mm -hmm. And you have all of these experiences, Hoda, that your little kid body remembers from a physiological Mm -hmm. and feeling sensation. And if it happened before you were five, you may not remember it with words, but your body remembers it. And if you do have a story about it, it is likely the story that the adults told you about what happened. But what your body remembers is completely different. One of the reasons, for example, why people often feel very on edge or in a state of alert when the sun starts going down Mm -hmm. is because if you grew up in a very chaotic or abusive household, that's when adults came home. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, adults will find themselves going, why am I on edge at night? Why am I kind of bracing at night? Mm -hmm. Why am I nitpicking at my partner my kids Mm -hmm, at night? mm -hmm. That is a stored experience from childhood that you lived that is true, that has you remember at nighttime as a kid to protect yourself, I got to be on the watch. And so these things, these experiences that we've had, we not only carry them with us, they are stored and
1: experienced in the body over and over and over again. I know you said, like, everyone's different. everyone process is different. You mm-hmm. didn't remember till you are 27. But to say it out loud, because that's the only way to get rid of it, Do you, when did you say it out loud? When I was 27,
2: I heard somebody— I was in, like, kind of this uh, life improvement seminar, and somebody stood up and told a story about something similar that mm-hmm. had happened to them. And she was explaining the fact that she had forgiven the babysitter— Mm-hmm. She had forgiven her parents who had hired the babysitter. Mm-hmm. But she still realized she was so angry, angry. at her sibling. Mm-hmm. Because when this was happening to her, her younger sibling was watching TV. Mm-hmm. And that was the one thing I needed mm-hmm. to hear, to remember the moment where I woke up from being asleep. Mm-hmm. And I realized this person was on top of me mm-hmm. and my body went into fight or flight. Mm-hmm. So that's your sympathetic nervous system, the alarm in your body protecting you. Mm-hmm. Really important that it does that. And I immediately turned to my right and my younger brother was sleeping in the bunk bed right there. Mm-hmm. And that's the last thing I remember before I disassociated, which meant mm-hmm. I basically left my body. Yep. And it was that story, somebody else sharing their story. So that, in my mind, is her serving a purpose, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Sharing her story triggers the stored memory for me that begins this lifelong pursuit of healing and of sharing what I'm learning with anybody who will
1: listen. Did you heal quickly? or you healed Oh, now? I'm still doing it. Yeah. Like, so
2: I'm 54, and as I have dug into the topics of anxiety— And as I have had two kids with profound anxiety, and as I have learned more and more and more that so much of what we do about mental health—and, you know, Hoda, I almost wish Mm. that we had a different word for mental health. Yeah. Because what I am learning, the more I do research with the millions of folks that follow us, the more that I talk to the world's leading experts, the more I have my own lived experience, most mental health and mental wellness issues actually begin from the neck down because in life, you have sensations in your body that then trigger stored memories and then trigger your nervous system and your heart and your brain, which are all connected. And as soon as you have a feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, you feel anxious, you feel on edge. You can't quite put your finger on it, but somebody's cologne makes you Mm -hmm. feel something. Mm -hmm. And what's happening is your body... Actually remembers something from your childhood or a past experience. Mm-hmm. And now what happens is that you go up into your head and your mind starts to look around and try to create an explanation. And so in traditional therapy, which is part of the toolkit, a lot of traditional therapy attacks the way that you're thinking. Mm-hmm. I believe that the real power is to pay attention to your body. Mm-hmm. To learn how to settle your own nervous system, to learn how to let that alarm come and go because the research shows that any emotion or feeling that you have in your body will typically pass in 90 seconds Hmm. if you
1: don't attach your thinking Mm -hmm. and start going,
2: oh, 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 no, 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 no. Yeah.
1: Which always makes it worse. Boy, that's really fascinating. And I think too, so that's the beginning of, of healing. Do you think, you know, leading a productive life, being authentically who you are, could you have done that if you never discovered that piece? Never, never. Because my coping mechanism,
2: it's really interesting. From the moment that happened to me, when I was probably, I was Fourth Mm -hmm. grade. So from the moment that happened, I woke up the next morning and I immediately knew something Mm -hmm. terrible had happened. Hmm. And I didn't say anything.
1: Did you want to tell your mom or? Yes.
2: And what happened is I came down the stairs that morning because it was like a big, like a bunch of families together at a ski trip. And I come down the stairs that morning and my mom's uh, cooking breakfast and I see her and I immediately want to tell her. Yep. Like it was not, it had nothing to do with my mom not believing. And Mm -hmm. then what happened is out of the corner of my eye, I saw the kid. Hmm. And my body immediately sounded mm. an alarm mm. and I froze. And my mom turned around and said, how'd you sleep? And my mom is a farm gal. Mm-hmm. She is amazing. Mm-hmm. If I had said, that son of a, blah, 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 she would have taken that spatula and hit yeah. that kid into next week. Yeah. Like it would, there was no doubt that she yeah. would believe me and she would have done something about it. But I froze because I didn't know how he was going to react. And so in that moment, as a little kid, and this is what happens to all of us, there are moments in your life that you may not even remember where you have this feeling of being separate. yeah, Separate from other people, separate from your parents, separate from safety. You feel very alone. And in that moment, you cope in a certain way. Yeah. And for me, it was lying mm-hmm. and it was pretending things were okay. And as I got older and older, I also just started staying really busy. It's almost like I was trying to outrun the anxiety and outrun the sense that something was wrong. Were you pretending
1: other things too or just that?
2: Um, I think I pretended all kinds of things because, you know, you start to lie or you start to become a people pleaser,
1: which is basically a form of
2: manipulating other people because you want to manipulate
1: what they think about you. And you're also being a total and complete phony. I mean, I've done that too. It's like you think you're pleasing, but you're not true at all to what you think or what you feel or, and you almost feel like you don't have a voice. Yes. Coming up, how can you change your life in five seconds? I
2: found a voice with myself when I discovered the five second rule. Mel shares her
1: simple life hack. Next.
0: Every parent is a busy parent. There's enough on your plate without piling on your kid's homework. And considering how much teaching methods have changed, most of us are a little rusty anyway. Consider IXL, an excellent resource for homework that can make a huge impact on your child's ability to learn. Backed by research, kids using IXL are actually scoring higher on their tests. Our techniques help them master topics in a fun way, complete with positive feedback. We're seeing improvements all across the country, as IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. And IXL is also very affordable. One month of IXL costs less than the typical hour of tutoring. On just one website, IXL covers all the kids in your home from pre-K to 12th grade. Sign up today to get 20% off your membership at IXL slash hoda that's ixlcom slash
2: i found a voice with myself mm-hmm. when i discovered the 5 second rule yeah because i discovered a simple tool that shut down
1: the critic tell us that because that this is this is big this is what this is all the clicks are on the 5 second rule <laughs> Everybody's clicking on this. So yeah, yeah tell us what it so is.
2: So it's really a simple idea. And the simple idea is this. Let's, let's use the five second rule with food as an example. Mm-hmm. So the, the theory is if you drop food on the floor, the floor contaminates the food in five seconds. Mm-hmm. It's junk science. It depends what's on the floor. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. this brain trick works this way. If you think about something for more than five seconds, your brain contaminates your motivation to act. We all have a habit of hesitating, Hoda. It's this subtle moment where you know exactly what you need to do. You need to go outside for a walk. You need to turn off the TV and go to the gym. You need to get up from the couch and have the hard conversation. Mm -hmm. You need to have the non-alcoholic seltzer Mm -hmm. instead of the glass of wine. And instead of just doing what we need to do, this is what psychologists call having a bias toward action. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: All of us hesitate for just a Mm 2nd And as we hesitate and consider, should I go to, how do I feel? Do I want to go to the gym? Do I want to go for a walk? What do I feel like doing? Inside this five-second window of hesitation, you go from conscious thought to subconscious. (laughs) This part of your brain that puts you in autopilot, this part of the brain where all your self-doubt, where your patterns of worrying, of procrastinating, Mm -hmm. of being perfect, it all takes over. Mm. We've all had that experience of you have a moment where you feel inspired and isn't it interesting that five seconds later, self-doubt creeps in. Mm -hmm. Everybody's been in a meeting where you've had something to say. Mm -hmm. And instead of saying it, you consider what everyone's going to think. And then within five seconds, you're not doing it. Mm -hmm. And so the five second rule, all you do is in a moment where you feel yourself hesitating, procrastinating, beating yourself up, whatever the old pattern is, just count backwards and Five, four, three, two, one. The backwards part is critical. This does not work if you count up. Hmm. Does not work if you go one, two, three, four, five. And this has to do with the science. So the five second rule, when you count backwards, five, four, three, two, one, it's what habit researchers call a starting ritual. It's a little hack that you can use, a positive trigger. And by the time you get to one, you now have the part of the brain that helps you change, that helps you learn Mm -hmm. new behavior, that helps you act with courage and confidence. Engaged. And then you move. These are for small decisions or all decisions. Yeah, do not sign a contract with this. Do not jump. <laughs> five, four, yeah. No three, tattoos. Two, one. <laughs> no yeah. like don't ask somebody to marry, you know, yeah. them
1: five, four, three, two, one. But it clears out that's so interesting because it is true about motivation. So that was a life changer for you, not just for you, people who listen to your podcast, people who read your books. I mean, this is like, they felt like this was the Rosetta Stone.
2: Simple things work Mm -hmm. because you can use it. Mm -hmm. And so it's being used by pediatricians around the world and therapy
1: practices.
2: Like it, and it's now been studied by the like some of the leading neuroscientists out there. Like it's
1: incredible. It is, you know, again, the first of the year and a lot of people have resolutions and some of them... You talked about there's like of the very very first decision you make when you when you open your eyes. Mm-hmm. Like there's one decision you make right away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, will you just go into that because this is so good and you realize that your day is made or broken by what yeah, happens. Yeah. There's the swim. one habit that will change your life.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Just one, and it is do not sleep with your phone, mm-hmm. because the one decision everybody makes that kills your productivity, kills your focus, tanks your mental health is before you get yourself right. You grab your phone and check in with the world. Mm. And that means you gave your most important commodity, your time and your attention to things that don't matter. Mm. You are scrolling through social media, looking at strangers.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: When you should, if you want to be happier, if you want to feel better about yourself, if you want to inch forward on your goals, especially we women— who are taking care of everybody mm-hmm. else. We feel like we're last on our list. We're absolutely exhausted. It is a fact. But in 10 minutes a day, over time, you can pave a brick path from where you are mm. to where you want to go. But you're not going to do it unless you reclaim the first 10 minutes of the morning. And so do not sleep with your phone. What should you do with that 10 minutes, do you think? Use a five-second rule. Five, four, three, two, one, get out of bed. Do not lay there like a human pot roast marinating in fear, <laughs> staring at the ceiling. Get out of bed. Second thing I want you to do, make your bed. Wait, don't hit snooze though? Can you hit? No, you shouldn't. And there's, <laughs> a, there's actually a neurological reason why. Oh. So people who hit the snooze button, based on the research, when you drift back into yeah. sleep, it triggers your brain to go into a sleep cycle that typically lasts between 75 and 90 minutes. And when the alarm goes back off- Five minutes. Five minutes, you're in what they call a state of sleep inertia. Oh, so you're all- Oh, it impacts your productivity for four hours.
1: Okay, so don't do that. Okay, do do not then make your bed.
2: Make your bed because it is a way to keep a small promise to yourself. Mm -hmm. It's also a way to have a nice place to come back to like Mm -hmm. a gift tonight. Mm -hmm. It's a simple way to build Mm -hmm. a little discipline. Mm -hmm. The third thing I want you to do when you go to the bathroom is I want you to look in the mirror and I want you to add a high five in the mirror to your morning routine? A high five to yourself? Yes. Okay. There's a reason why. Okay. So, have you ever high fived anybody and thought I hate you? <laughs> no. What is a high <laughs> five when you give it to somebody? Yeah. What does it mean? Yeah. I like you. You're cool. Let's connect. Yes. Yeah. So, we did this massive study. 50% of men and women cannot look at themselves in the mirror in the morning. Mm. And the rest of us glance at ourselves in the mirror and mm-hmm. focus on what we hate. Mm-hmm. If you physically raise your hand without saying a word, mm-hmm. To your own reflection. And for mm-hmm. most people, the hardest part, Hoda, is looking at themselves. Mm-hmm. And you raise your hand to the mm-hmm. mirror, mm-hmm. something crazy happens. A lifetime of positive neurological programming mm. that has been attached to the act of giving a high five to other people mm-hmm. gets aimed back at you. Mm. You do this for five days in a row. We've done a study with 164,000 people in 91 countries. And what happens? Not a single person reported that it didn't change their mood. Wow. Didn't make them feel more confident. Right. The next thing I want you to do is simply take five minutes, the remaining five minutes that you have, and do some kind of mindset practice, whether it's meditation or praying or journaling. And as the close of the practice, before you look at your phone, Mm -hmm. I want you to decide what is one thing that matters to me today Mm-hmm. That I'm gonna make progress on. That's it. This is called the progress principle. It was studied mm-hmm. at Harvard Business School. Okay. And if you simply select one thing that mm-hmm. matters to you, it could be, I'm gonna do one page in the photo album from mm-hmm. last year's family vacation. Okay. It could be I'm gonna send a postcard to a friend. Mm-hmm. It could be I'm gonna read the paper this morning. It right. could be I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend some time with Hoda yeah. this yeah. morning. That's yeah. what I'm gonna do. Yeah, right? Yeah, I like that. If you set that intention. And you simply make a little progress. I'm not even asking you to get it done. You just roll just it forward an inch. The studies show it creates a deeper sense of fulfillment and meaning in your life because you feel a sense of control because you're actually seeing yourself
1: mm-hmm. take
2: the actions that are proving to you that, yes, in fact, you do come first. Mm-hmm. Yes, in fact, you matter. Yes, in fact, I believe in myself, and Mm -hmm. yes, the things that are important to me are a priority. And then when you look at your phone, we know what happens. Everything else rushes to the front of the line, and you won't feel so resentful
1: because you took that time for yourself. That's brilliant. By the way, and it's so easily done Mm because I do a morning practice, too, and I keep my phone away from me because I want to—I get up, I use an old-fashioned alarm clock, I take my shower, I do some meditation and prayer and scribble a little bit, just a few things here and there— But if I don't do it, if I wake up later my kids get up at night or something, I am so off and it just it just throws me. I'm reading Michelle Obama's book, Her New One. Oh. And she talks about how we all carry around a rectangular shield. And she said, We all do. We're carrying it with us everywhere. We hold it in our hands, we look at it, we scroll, we burrow, you know, earbuds deep in our ears. And slowly we get rid of every single micro connection, every tiny connection you would have had, a hello excuse me. Oh, that person seems nice. Yeah. Just a small. And she talked about how those micro connections going away end up kind of erasing kind of major connections that we have. And we're burrowing deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. What's your deal with phones? Like how do you deal with a phone during the day so that it doesn't become the thing between you and everybody you see?
2: You know, I think that you got to first get honest with yourself mm-hmm. that, It's a tool, Mm -hmm. but we've become the tool. Mm -hmm. And you also have to recognize that it is an addiction. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I were addicted to alcohol or cocaine, Mm -hmm. I would not put it by my bedside table. Mm -hmm. And so for me, recognizing those two things and understanding Mm -hmm. that reclaiming my happiness And my sense of fulfillment in life means I've got to reclaim those spaces Mm -hmm. of time Mm -hmm. where I'm not giving my attention to something that doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. And so there are a couple quick tips. I plug my phone into the bathroom at night because I can't trust myself. Mm -hmm. So I got to kind of set a trap (laughs) for my bad behavior. (laughs) This is what I call make change easier. Yeah, Don't rely on willpower. Right. Set yourself up yep. to win. So I plug it in in the bathroom at night. And then for those of you that are a single parent or you have a job mm-hmm. like Hoda where people might need to reach you in the middle of the night, great. Tell people to call you if there's an emergency. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing is people will text you all night long. Nobody calls unless that's they need you. That's true. So, uh-huh. so
1: keep it on for a phone call. Yeah,
2: keep it on for yeah. a phone call. That way, you know, I've got yeah. a daughter that, we've got a daughter in college in LA. Yeah. Yeah. I want to make sure that she can reach us if, sure. thing, if she needs us. Sure, of course. So that's how you handle that concern. Mm-hmm. The second thing you have is have a basket in your kitchen, mm-hmm. so that if you are not using your phone for work, it's put in it there in the basket. Yeah, it's in there because if it's on your body, yep. it will be in your hand yep. and in your face. Yeah, and so if you have a basket with mm-hmm. chargers there, mm-hmm. then you can train yourself to put the phone yeah. in the basket. Yeah. The other thing is, is that for sleep, an hour before I go to bed, you can have your phone. Literally set a reminder, time to put the phone down. You deserve a good night's sleep. But again, not in a shaming way. Yeah. Like remind yourself that you deserve to have this time to yourself. Your dreams deserve Mm. a little piece of mind. That's a good framing. Your happiness. Deserves. Your family deserves
1: this. Deserves. Yes. That's a good
2: framing. Yes.
1: Because I feel like we see it as taking something away. No. No.
2: No, you deserve this. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, we don't even have to talk about
1: the studies because we, no, all we all know. know. No, we know.
2: And and this is the heart of my work. The mm. heart of my work is we know what to do. Mm. We don't know how to do it <laughs> because we're letting our feelings about things and our habits control our behavior. Yeah. And when you start to realize that, number one, of course you can change and that, of course, you can make anything happen if you're willing to do the little things every day right. that inch you there. If you're willing to give up your timeline, if you're willing to just keep at it and keep a positive attitude, eventually you end up where you're meant to be. Yeah. Like and we get so paralyzed, Hoda, about these big things in life, right? The big problems, the big mm-hmm. opportunities that we miss the simple truth.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Your life is the little things.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. That's your life. Your life is not drinking, you know. Cosmos in Ibiza. Yeah. That's not your life. No. Your life is not winning the Oscar. Your life is what you do first Wednesday. thing in the morning. Yeah. It's how you greet your kids yeah. when you walk in the door. Yeah. It's the mood that you bring into work. Right. It's how you behave in a meeting. That's your life. Mm-hmm. And we forget that there's a beauty and a grace to bringing a level of intention to these little things that you're doing mm-hmm. every day.
1: I was on the subway yesterday with my daughter, and I'm looking around, and every person on that subway was looking at somebody's beach pictures and stuff. And as I was sitting, I was like, look at us. We're in this dingy, yucky, it was really a gross car, <laughs> yeah. too. I was like, look what we're doing. Everyone is running away, but nobody, but nobody had any interaction, not even an eye contact, yeah. like, hey, you yeah. know, nothing. Wow. And I feel like that's, you well, know. Well, there's
2: two things that, that, mm-hmm. that I'm going to invite people to mm-hmm. do. That, that really are kind of a fun way to bring okay. it back, that bring a lot of meaning into your yeah, life. Yeah, tell me. So the first one is a smile game. Okay. So every day, play a little game with yourself as you're going about your life to make eye contact with somebody mm-hmm. and then like do a big mm-hmm. cheesy smile and try to hold the <laughs> eye contact because it takes about three to four seconds yeah. if somebody's staring at you for their mirror neurons <laughs> to kick in and they literally shoot a smile back. You can't. Not do I mean, look at how you're laughing. Because I, know, because so cheesy. I love it. But I feel like yeah. we have the opportunity, right, to spread positive energy. Mm-hmm. Like I literally, as I'm walking through New York, I like pick the person. I like lock in. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to make you look at me. I'm gonna make And and you're going to become addicted to this thing. And, in, and it starts to break down your own armor yeah. and your own yeah. shell. So that's number one. That's one thing that I want you to do. A second amazing habit Mm -hmm. that you could add to that 10-minute morning routine Mm. because how you set your day up is how the day ends up. At the end of it, after you've set your priority, you've done your meditation, you've given the high five, I want you to text one person in your life or work and tell them, hey, I was just thinking about you. Mm. Now, why does this work? It works because a lot of us think to ourselves, I think adult French is a lot like, hey, Hoda, we should yeah, get together for yeah. you know dinner. And then yeah. six months go by. Yeah, and exactly. we're both like, yes, we should. Yeah. But we don't actually we don't do reach it. out. Yeah. And so if you make it a habit, text one person a day,
1: mm-hmm.
2: tell them you're thinking about mm-hmm. them. You don't even have to ask them to do anything because guess what's going to happen? <laughs> they're going to write back. Yeah. And they're going to say, oh my gosh, we should get together. Yeah. And then you're going to say, yes. Receiving a text from a friend strengthens your friendship hmm. because it feels good to know that somebody that you're not seeing is thinking about you. Hmm. And what happens is you get a return of positive energy and so that the micro connection mm-hmm. begins with a daily habit of just one text. Hmm. That's it. You want to amplify it? Send a goofy selfie. Mm-hmm. Hey, I was just thinking about sending you a kiss. Yeah. It's incredible how these small things actually rebuild this positive energy exchange Mm -hmm. that's been missing
1: for so many of us after, you know, these past three years. Coming up, the F word. Not the one you're thinking about. The one word that Mel says we should use sparingly, if at all. That's next.
2: Did you know Bridgestone developed a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials? making a difference today for future generations.
0: That's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more.
2: When you think about this word fine, it just makes me so angry. I mean, here we are at a conference about being alive, and you're gonna describe the experience of being alive as fine? What a flimsy and feeble word. If you're crappy, say you're crappy. If you're amazing, say you're amazing. Tell the truth.
1: I liked in your TED Talk how you hated the F word and your F word is fine. Yes. Now, I was puzzled by this, I'll be honest, because we see a lot of people, how you doing? Fine, fine. How you doing? You're fine. Good. You're fine. You know, but you say that is a word that you don't love.
2: No. How come? Because fine means
1: bad. Fine means bad?
2: Yeah. It's like, "Eh." meh. Like, who wants to be, meh? (laughs) And most of us say fine because we're too embarrassed to say, honestly, I'm actually struggling. Yeah. Or, uh, I'm not doing great because Mm -hmm. my mom's not doing well and i didn't sleep very well last night or and you know what else we're also really bad about hmm. saying things are great
1: oh cuz we don't cuz we're embarrassed that maybe it's not great for the other person or
2: we're not used to celebrating ourselves oh right so we downplay it yeah. and you know you want to pay attention in friendships who do you actually share good news with mhm that's more telling about who's a really good mm. friend and who's not who do you share good news with you're right Because
1: that tells you who you know supports you in your success. Right. That's a good one. I was trying this practice the other night that was, you were supposed to say three things before you go to bed that you appreciate about yourself. Mm. So you'd sit there. Sometimes you're like, myself, what did I? And because when you say something, it's bragging. So you don't say it out loud because it would seem like what? But as you sit there, I've been trying to do that each night. It's a funny little thing. What did you say last night? Well, yesterday I took my daughter to dinner because we have a date. She's three. And when we go out, we pick somebody in the restaurant who we're going to buy their, their meal. And my daughter gets to pick. I said, we don't say a word. Nobody ever knows. That's how I we do it. This. So she goes, okay, mama, how about her? She's sitting by herself. I said, that's the one. So we do our thing and we leave. And she always says, can we say something? I said, no, we can't. That's the magic. Like, it's like a magic trick. Oh, so, I love this. so, I wrote down where or I, or I said to myself that because yeah. it was, I love it was that. shared with Hope and she loved it too. But whatever that. Now, now can, can I just say yeah. something? Yep.
2: I want everybody mm-hmm. listening to notice that Hoda, who is a human being that you absolutely love, feels self conscious as she's telling us this story. Yeah. And the reason why I'm pointing this out Mm -hmm. is that this gets to the heart of what we're all struggling with, this inability to really care for, love, and celebrate ourselves. Mm -hmm. That is a beautiful thing that
1: you do. Beautiful. And yet there was this discomfort. Well, I think it's because I tell my daughter that sometimes we just do things to help. Yes. You're not looking for wow or an atta girl. But I think I was trying to show her and I'm not look, well, you're I You're showing I'm, all of us. But I was trying to how show how to have yeah, magic. Yeah. And also to, to realize like sometimes it's not like I feel like there's a lot of in life reflected glory. Mm-hmm. Let me get close to that person and now I feel the light. Look at me. Right. I'm next to them. I'm with them. So I want them to know, like, your light's inside. Like, you don't need to be next to someone who has it. You have it. Yes. And so, you know, you asked
2: me earlier about Mm -hmm. purpose. Yeah. And so I want to add this to it. Yeah. So I also think that everybody's purpose, when I said everyone's purpose is the same, to share their story. But at the end of the day, all of our stories are about love. Hmm. Because love the way that I think about love is love is simply caring about something. Mm -hmm. This podcast is an act of love. Mm -hmm. The way that you do the dinner is an act of love Mm -hmm. because you care about another person. The fact that you tell your daughter, no, we don't share that because it's about the magic is caring for Mm -hmm. her. Caring about what's happening to the earth Mm -hmm. is caring for them. And this is all expressions of love.
1: Mm -hmm. The hardest place to actually show that Mm -hmm. same love is Mm -hmm. for yourself. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's hard to say out loud, Uh like, I'm proud of myself because of this. Or or, I deserve deserve, these 10 minutes. Yeah. I'm worthy
2: of this. Yes. Here's what I want everyone to hear, given that this is the new year. That this can and should be the best year of your life because you deserve that. Mm. And if you take the time to get quiet and to truly imagine what you want your life to look like a year from now. Yep, It's not going to happen overnight. It happens over time. But if you show yourself an act of love and you care enough about yourself to take some time to be honest about what you want Mm -hmm. and you don't have to have it be a thing. You know, there's a simple practice called, I think they use it in businesses where it's like start, stop, continue. Okay. Tell me about that. You're going to just write on one page, stop on one page, start on one page, continue. Okay. If this is going to be the best year of your life, whatever best means for you, the happiest, the most Mm -hmm. fulfilling, the most connected,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: what do you need to stop doing? Mm -hmm. All of the things, it it could be the way you think. Mm -hmm. It could be who you hang out with. Mm -hmm. It could be the stuff you put in your body. Mm -hmm. It could be uh, the way you spend your time. Mm -hmm. What are you going to stop doing? Okay. Second, Mm -hmm. what are you going to start doing? Mm. And if you don't know, here's a simple trick. Look around and see who in the world are you inspired or jealous of? Because (laughs) inspiration and jealousy are the same thing, basically. Okay. Inspiration is what you feel when you allow yourself to get in touch with what you want. Mm -hmm. Jealousy is what you feel when you let your self-doubt and your Mm -hmm. lack of worth not let you Mm -hmm. imagine what you want. You're blocking your own desire. Mm -hmm. That's what jealousy is. Mm. And so if you can reframe jealousy as just like literally blocked desire, Mm. use that as a tool to look around at the world. And we live in this amazing moment of time where if you're inspired by somebody, whatever it is that they're doing or that they have that inspires or that you're jealous of, great, that means you'd like that too. So reverse engineer it. Mm. I mean, everybody puts their stuff on social media or has videos or like you can just Google the topic yeah, yeah. and find then you out. have kind of a path. And what happens when you start chipping away at it, you start doing, oh, I'd like to have a podcast. Okay, great. Where are you going to start? Well, maybe you should follow some podcast hosts on social right. media. let find out. Yeah. Maybe you should listen to podcasts yeah. more. Maybe you should watch some videos mm-hmm. on, on YouTube about mm-hmm. it. Maybe you should take a course about mm-hmm. it. Maybe you should study it. Maybe you should get a book about it. Maybe go to a conference about it. These are all small little steps that you need to start doing. Mm -hmm. So the things to start are actions that align with where you're going and with the person you imagine yourself to be, not with where you are now. And so that's the start, come. Mm -hmm. And the continue Continue. is anything in your life that's working, anything in your life that brings you energy, anything in your life that, Aligns with where you're going and the person you want to become, mm-hmm. you're going to continue doing that. And there's your map. And then when you don't feel like it, five, four, three, two,
1: one, use yeah. the five second rule to push through that garbage and take the action. Yeah. And nobody, you make a good point. Nobody really wants to, it's hard to get moving and do things. Let me tell you the truth about motivation
2: it's complete garbage. You have been told a lie, Hoda, because we have been made to believe that we have to be motivated in order to change. It's the opposite. You have to act before you feel like it. Mm -hmm. Motivation is what you feel after you get (laughs) done with the workout. Yeah. I want you to understand a simple fact. And the fact is you're never, ever, ever going to feel like doing the things you don't want to do. If change were easy, we would all have a million dollars in the bank and six-pack (laughs) abs. Okay? You have to be prepared to push yourself when you're tired when you're doubtful, when you're scared. And the reason why I say motivation is garbage is because if you sit around waiting to feel ready, you will wait until you're dead. Mm -hmm. And so when you embrace this notion that you can still act even if you hate it. So for example, I hate getting out of bed. I still Mm -hmm. do it. I hate unloading the dishwasher. I still do it. I hate folding clothes out of the dryer. I still do it. I hate picking up my dog poop. Like I just can't (laughs) stand doing that. I still do it. We can all do things we don't like doing. Yeah. And when you stop listening to your feelings and you align your actions with the kind of person you want to be right.
1: and where you want to go, you will get there. Man, I'm motivated. I'm like, <laughs> this is the first of the year and I'm motivated. Uh, it's been a delight. Thank you. It's like the thank perfect you. way to start the year. Thanks, thank Mel. you. Thank you. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening and for going on this journey with me. If you like what you heard, and I sure hope you do, please give Making Space a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to tell your friends and follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening right now. Making Space with Hoda Kotb is produced by Alison Berger and Ursula Sommer, along with associate producer, Rachel Yawn. Our associate audio engineer is Juliana Mostrarelli. Our audio engineers are Tarek Fuda and Bob Mallory. Original music by John Estes. Bryson Barnes is our technical director. Mina Kathuria is our executive producer. Soraya Gage is our general manager. And Madeline Herringer is our head of editorial.
0: While no one knows what tomorrow may
2: bring, Bridgestone is working toward a more positive outlook with innovations like developing a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials. It's just one of the many ways Bridgestone is making a difference today, for generations to come. Because that's what really matters. Bridgestone. Solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more.